is Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Scott Sadden. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Eagles win the Super Bowl rematch. And the in-season tournament back in action. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Eagles win the rematch 21-17 over Kansas City. That's the Vegas lead as Jalen Hurts scores two rushing touchdowns. One was like a legit rushing touchdown. The other one was a brotherly shove play. Eagles win 21-17 and come from behind fashion, AJ, over the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this is a weird game because in the, in the first half, it really felt like Kansas City was going to end up running away with this game. Well, they, but they scored twice in under, you know, what is it, under two minutes or? Yeah, the last, after the two-minute warning, they put up 10 points. Yeah. It was 7-7 until the two-minute warning. But it felt like, man, it, it, Kansas City was about to really take off with this thing. And the offense just d- didn't didn't do anything in the second half. And it wasn't necessarily all Patrick Mahomes' fault. It felt a lot like the Justin Herbert game this weekend where it was, man, I, I hit you in the hands too hard. Sorry about mm. that. That was uh, my bad on, you know, throwing it at your hands. The Kelsey fumble at the 14-yard line. Painful. <laughs> painful. Uh, but, I mean, this was a game that the, the Chiefs had a legit chance to win and there's a, a a drop by Marquez Valdez Scantling that is just you have to make it. You yeah. have to make that catch. And what it was time of a throw by Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, one of the best throws you'll see. Was that the greatest drop of all time? Like the most spectacular, I can't believe it, season changing drop. Uh, it could be because I I'm telling you, I when I saw Quentin Johnston drop that ball that Justin Herbert threw him mm-hmm. on Sunday, that would have been a sure touchdown that would have won the Chargers the game. I said it, it doesn't get worse right. than that. Like it, it hit him in his hands and then it like bounced to his body and then he just dropped it. And it's like, I said, it can't get worse than that. And then Marquez Valdez Scantling happened. And well, it, it's he like, he was running full speed. He had you to mean lay like, out a little you bit. You mean doing what NFL receivers <laughs> do? Running right and catching the football. That's like the job. I know. I'm, I, and it's like, I'm, I'm watching the game with my girlfriend and she's like, well, it's raining out, so maybe like he couldn't see a little bit, or like the ball's wet, or his hands are wet. I'm like, he's an NFL player. He's wearing gloves that have enough sticky stuff on them that he can catch it with one hand. And you you gotta catch that football. You have to. You have to catch that ball. And he's slamming his helmet against the Chiefs sign when he walks into the dugout. He's frustrated. I think the the biggest moment in this game, though, uh, I mentioned the you Kelsey think there's a fumble. moment bigger than that. Well, yeah, because I do think the Kelsey fumble hurt. But the defense held the Eagles to a three and out after that. So you almost just kind of, like, erase that. The Chiefs then had the ball at the Eagles' 39-yard line. Incomplete pass from Patrick Mahomes. It's fourth and fourth to 39. McKenzie, can you pull up the surrender index to determine what the proper move was or the, the game, the probability? They punt on fourth and fourth, the 39-yard line, and... It just goes into the end zone for a touchback. That's a 19-yard yeah, difference. Yeah. What they should have done on that play was if you're going to punt, you line up, you hard signal, 
And let Patrick and, Mahomes punt. And or you either pooch punt or you take a delay game, give yourself five yards of room and see if Tommy Townsend can pin him deep. But you try and draw him off sides there. Or here's a novel idea, because it's 2023 and everyone's doing it. Just go for it. Yeah. You got Patrick freaking Mahomes. Just go for it. Pacheco was dominating that game last night. And Kelsey, even though he had the fumble, was still managing to put himself in position to catch the short and intermediate passes. The, the Chiefs are so dynamic when it comes to putting guys in motion. I mean, Kadarius Tony was running the ball well out of the backfield. You're telling me that they don't have a play there to get four yards with, like, some sort of motion, pop pass, spin around and do the do do in the huddle and then get to the line of scrimmage to go for a first down there? I would and like the Eagles see, and, drive all the way down the field and score the go-ahead touchdown. And listen, if Kansas City was playing against, uh, if they were playing against the Lions or the Bears or somebody like that, oh my, they probably do that. Uh, but this was a, this game felt like it felt like they didn't want to do anything silly and and lose. It just seemed like a very it was a way tight call. too conservative play. McKenzie, do you have the uh, the win probability on that play? So according to Ben Baldwin's bot, seventy four percent chance if you win it. If you go for it, rather, 71% if you punt, 70% if you kick the field goal at the 39-yard line. So you gain about two percentage of two win percentage points. Honestly, I thought it'd be bigger. Now, I'm surprised bigger. at yeah. the, uh, the the field goal. I, well, I guess were they down four at the time? They were up by three. Because kicking the field goal, like I mean, their, their kicker hasn't missed a field goal all year. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. It was rainy. Yeah, I guess the weather. I don't know. It's a 50-plus yard field goal at that point. Yeah. So a 56-yarder in the rain. rain. Yeah, you're probably right. And then if you miss it, then you're giving them a short field goal. Only down a field goal. And if they block it, like there's a lot that goes into there. I don't think kicking the field goal was an option there, but I I would have ran it up. Punting is an option. Punting's not an option there. But like I said, if you are going to punt Punting clearly was an option. I mean, yeah, technically. But but if you are going to punt, go up to the line of scrimmage, try and draw them offside, take the five-yard delay of game, and give give yourself more room to punt and try and pin them deep. No, I agree. Also, don't you think Patrick Mahomes can punt 20 yards without going out of bounds? Yes, a huge punt. Absolutely. It would be unstoppable. I mean, you'd have it at the 10. You wouldn't have it at the worst than that. I don't understand how, like, punters only punt to the middle of the field now. Like, what happened corner? to Coffin Corner? Like, on Madden, it was always so easy. I got that on like, lock. It was going out at the two. Yes. Well, I mean, it's crazy. Although I probably punted five times in my whole Madden history, but <laughs> well, I like the, the minigame. The Eagles go right down the field. They score a touchdown, and then uh, the Chiefs go three and out on their ensuing possession. They punt it away, but the defense does its job and gets the football back. And then, uh, you know, the, the – uh, not a sack, but it was the uh, intentional grounding penalty. Made it a fourth and 25. And still, Mahomes threw a dime. Hit him on the hands. Right through Justin Watson's hands. Oh. It would have been a first down. But the bigger uh, missed play was, yes, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop that would have won the game for the Chiefs. So the Eagles win 21-17. And now let's look at the ramifications of this game, guys. Philly's 9-1. and They are favorites to obviously win the division, win the NFC, go back to the Super Bowl. But Jalen Hurts has now overtaken Patrick Mahomes as the MVP favorite. Does Jalen Hurts deserve to be the MVP? And did this game last night, two rushing touchdowns, the drive to get the team down into the, to, to get the go-ahead touchdown, does a game like last night push you over the edge? If it's all? as simple as who's the best player on the best team, then yes. 
I don't think it's that simple, though. You think so, AJ Brown should win it? It's, <laughs> so to me, it's it's no. Like I, I think that Jalen Hurts is having an okay season. I, I don't think that he's. I, I don't think it's like a wow. They, where would the Eagles be without this guy? Type of season. I, I think he's been good, but. The, the truth of it is, there's not really anybody jumping off no. the page as saying, hey, I'm the MVP of the league. Currently ninth in our QB composite, 11 in PFF or 6 in QBR. Who do you guys think number one is, if you haven't looked? Don't look. I, I know it was Jared Goff, and then Tua. he had his game. I'll go Dak. Dak Prescott is our number one in our composite. He's mm. fourth in PFF and second in QBR. MVP? Dak Prescott, 22 to 1 right now on the draft. I, I think that Dak Hurts is plus 250. Dak should be in much more of a conversation than he has been. And I think his reputation probably is keeping him out of it. And people are looking at, well, Dak lost heads up to Jalen Hurts. And he did. Go back and look at that game. Dak thoroughly outplayed Jalen Hurts in that game. And there's still a game to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dak has some games. We kind of talked about this on the pod uh, that we did last night uh, for the, the Thanksgiving Day games. Dak's schedule has some some games that are going to be against. They're going to be big time games yep. uh, against Buffalo, against Miami. That all the eyes are going to be on those games, and they're against teams that have meh defenses. Detroit, I think, was the other one. So th- those are teams that it's gonna. It's, if he wins them, those are big games. But they're against bad defenses right now. So it's a chance for him to put up some numbers and get some wins that are gonna that will look good on that resume. Other news in the NFL, the Jets are making a quarterback switch. Tim Boyle will start on Black Friday. Yep, this Friday, the NFL's first Black Friday game as uh, they will play against the Dolphins. They are heavy underdogs at home against the Dolphins, and rightfully so. Tim Boyle starting instead of Zach Wilson. Dolphins laying 10. At the Jets. So that means Zach Wilson will be the backup, right? No. What? Nope. Oh. Trevor Simeon will serve as <laughs> the backup. Boy, I mean, listen, I, I can't say I'm surprised because he's just been so bad, but I'm surprised that they dropped him down the third string. Like, that just means, like, hey, you don't get to practice anymore is basically what that means. Like, will he be dressed for the game? That, he's like, the emergency quarterback. He's uh, with the new three quarter, with the new third quarterback. Wow! So he like, so he dresses for the game, but he doesn't count on the roster, and he's just man. can't go into the game unless the other two guys get hurt. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I mean, ten points sounds like a, a huge spread given the the Jets defense. But then we saw last week the Jets defense maybe starting to wear down, tired of carrying the team on their shoulders. And that's so. the problem. You're on the field so much, like. The defense is so good. It's it's the best unit in the NFL. But when you're on the field so much because your offense is consistently going three and out, like you're going to wear down. And I think late in the season, this is might might be what we're seeing. The Jets' defense is going to start to wear down. If the Dolphins are able to put up a big number on them on Friday, then you really get to start looking at you know serious fade action for the rest of the season and not just saying, oh, well, you know what? Their Jets defense is so good, they're going to keep them in the games. No, maybe it's maybe it's quitting time for everybody yeah. on the New York Jets. What do you think of the line move? So it was six at the look-ahead open, got bet to six and a half, even a seven, before any games were played. Then, boom, they switched from Zach Wilson to Tim Boyle. Now we're looking at ten in some spots. So, I mean, we guys talking about Zach Wilson like he's the worst guy That's in the league. That's what I'm saying. It there's got to be over, overreaction. Three-point move? Seems like an overreaction. Like, I don't think Zach Wilson's three points better than Tim Well, maybe Boyle. we downgraded the Jets more than just their quarterback. Which, like I said, it could be because their defense mm-hmm. just got run over. Now, mind you, that that's Buffalo. Yeah. But my, guess what? 
Miami's Miami. <laughs> absolutely capable of that. Elsewhere, Joey Bosa is going to the IR with a foot sprain. Now, when he was carted off the field in the Chargers' loss against the Packers, I mean, he was crying. Like, I thought, all right, this dude's season's over. Like, he's got, like, a broken foot. But the fact that it's just a right foot sprain is what they're calling it, and uh, he's likely headed to the IR. Like, You calling him a baby? I mean, no. he was crying over a freaking foot sprain. I know. I'm like, not saying he's a baby. He's a bigger <laughs> man than me. He's a tougher guy than me. But, but honestly, I thought it was like a, I thought he broke his foot. Like he's he's crying being carted off. Right? I like, thought his uh, career was over. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he is going to be out. Turf toe. <laughs> List rank. That's, that's exactly what it is. So he's going to be out for a little while. The Chargers um, not looking like a playoff team, AJ. And I would say so. And I would say that they might be looking for a new head coach before the season is over. It's almost a certainty at this point. Like, it, I don't know how. I mean, Brandon Staley's getting he's getting to that point now where he's very standoffish at the postgame press conferences. And I get it. It's frustrating. Um, I, I read something about uh, he needs to go back to coaching Division Three where he belongs. It's like, oh boy, like it, it's unraveled quickly on Brandon Staley. But I, you can't have this roster and be as bad as you are and keep your job. I'm sorry, like you, you, you can't have Justin Herbert on your mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. and and miss the playoffs. There's going to be teams that make the play. Like the Vikings are probably going to make the playoffs with Josh Dobbs. You have Justin Herbert. You have to make the playoffs. And if you don't, there's a real, real issue. Yep. And I, it, I'm i telling you, Sean McDermott's in the same boat with Josh Allen. Mm. If, if for whatever reason the Bills don't make the playoffs, to me that's, that's a fireable offense. We've talked about it before. There's only so many quarterbacks who should be in the playoffs every year, and everybody else is fighting for the last few spots. Justin Herbert and Josh Allen should be in the playoffs every year, and if they don't, They've been mismanaged in some way. And and to me, this is – what what Brandon Staley's done is just – it's unacceptable. Like, you've lost games now to where it's like, this doesn't even make sense. It, it can be – like, it's one thing to have some ba- a bad run of luck, lose some coin flip games. That, w- that was an excuse last year. You made it to the playoffs, and then you lost a, a terrible coin flip game that you should have dominated. I, I, I don't see a path for him remaining with the Chargers. Next NFL coach fired. Brandon Staley's a favorite, plus 150. Frank Reich, plus 250. Ron Rivera, 3-1. to one. Boy, Frank Reich. One and I done. Mean, Half and done. That'd be I wild. I imagine he's one and done. Listen, he's got the richest owner in the NFL or one of the richest owners in the NFL uh, running the show. Wouldn't shock me if he doesn't like the way it's headed. Especially he was talking about this the other day. He has personal one-on-one meetings with the owner, apparently, and he said these are not fun meetings. These are intense meetings. Well, so yeah. apparently the billionaire just yells at him to do better, and if you're one in seven, <laughs> it's going to be a tough eighth meeting. All right, next head coach of the Panthers next year, Bill O'Brien. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, He's worked with Jalen Hurts before. Yeah, I mean not Jalen Hurts, but with Bryce Bryce Young Young before. Yeah, Bill O'Brien will he'll end up getting another head coaching job. I don't think any other team's going to give him control of the roster. Maybe, maybe, uh, (laughs) maybe that's the only way to get the best out of Bryce Young is put put him with his OC. Maybe so. You know, every once in a while, I'll be sitting at home and saying, "What are we going to cook for dinner? What are we going to cook for?" My wife says, "I don't know." And then guess what happens? Omaha Steaks comes by and drops meat off on my front porch and makes all the decisions that much easier, Scott. Meat to your front porch? Can't beat it, baby. Doesn't get better than that. I had the meatballs last night, and 
They were delicious, man. It was easy to cook, reheat in the oven, and bang, dinner is served. It's steaks, it's chicken, it's pork chops, it's it's it meatballs, like you said. They've got sides, so much great stuff. Guys, they've got a great sale going on right now. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. It's a sale so nice, they only do it twice. Score mouth-watering savings on all your Omaha Steaks favorites with 50% off site-wide during that semi-annual sale going on right now. From tender, juicy steaks to big, beefy burgers, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts and so much more now's the perfect time to grab all your favorites plus get an extra $30 off when you use our promo code Vegas at checkout and every purchase is backed by their unconditional money back guarantee simply go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale today that's omahasteaks.com promo code Vegas at checkout minimum purchase may apply there's so much to be thankful for this time of the year family friends food and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. It's almost as good as pie. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEGAS. New customers can bet 5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Got a couple games in Maction today, and we'll start with Bowling Green, minus two at Western Michigan. Uh, this this feels like a, a weird line uh, I, I like Bowling Green here. Western Michigan's been pretty bad against the run. Feels like Bowling Green's going to have some success running the football. Bowling Green is not a team that I love, but this does feel like a spot where they should be able to cover that number. Uh, Eastern Michigan plus five and a half at Buffalo. And I've talked about Eastern Michigan being one of the worst offenses in the entire country. So is Buffalo, though. And plus five and a half, I, I think there might be some value on the dog here. The total in this game, 35 and a half. 35.5. What's the weather? Uh, well, it's in Buffalo, New York. I imagine it's not cold. ideal. It's cold. It's it's probably miserable. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 these are two bad offenses. But when you've got two bad offenses, you want to lay five and a half points? I certainly don't. So I, I'd lean to Eastern Michigan here. Back in the saddle with the in-season tournament for the NBA. Our NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers, here with us in studio. Uh, Raptors, plus one and a half at Orlando, total of 215, Mac. When I first saw this line, I thought Orlando might be on the road. I think Orlando is significantly better than the Raptors. Look at the injury report. Wendell Carter, not going to be there. Fultz, not going to be there. That's something, but I'm not sure 
it's as much as the market is reflecting. I definitely lean Orlando here. Right now, you have uh, Orlando 1-1 one and one in Group C. Toronto 0-1 oh in Group C. Orlando, the second favorite to win this group, but the Celtics are minus 1,200 to win the group. They're 2-0 and oh already. So uh, wh- when you, how much do you weigh that in, Mac, like what their record is so far in the season, in-season tournament? To be honest, not much. I've been viewing these games, and I think we're going to get a good litmus test of how people view, how teams view these games, but I've been viewing them as regular season games. Like, such a long season, so much to play for. When it becomes a situation where it's winning, you get in, I think it'll be a bigger factor, but right now they're just NBA games. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers catching seven and a half at yeah. the Sixers. This hurts my feeling. Donovan Mitchell's not going to be there. Actually, gave out Cavs uh, to win this uh, group, and it has not gone swimmingly. Uh, like this is what I mean. Like doesn't seem like all of these injuries, all these guys that are resting, are like like if it was a playoff game. I think they're in there. Is what I'm saying, and they are not. So Philadelphia is probably the side here. I think. Uh, the Cavs pretty toothless without Donovan Mitchell. Philly 2-1 and one in second place in Group A because the Pacers are 2-0 and oh in first place. Cleveland is 1-1. One and one. The Pacers are favored to win the group right now at minus 250. Sixers plus 380, the second favorite. Cavs plus 1,800. Pacers may be favored to win the group, not favored to win tonight. They are plus 3.5 at Atlanta. The total in this game, 251. We have a new record. Ding, 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 ding. It was these teams last year in March that it was the first 250 ever recorded. Now we have 251. It makes sense. Two of the top four highest-paced teams and uh, teams with a lot of good offense, not good defense. So those are, those are the that's a recipe for the biggest total ever. Could you play over 251? You know, it's the only one I would play. I, like, I think <laughs> a, lot of these, a lot of teams speed each other up, and I think they're both perfectly happy. I mean, a guy like Trey Young uh, doesn't want to play a lot of defense, doesn't want to – go around a lot of screens and play half-court basketball. So they are perfectly happy. Same with Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, running and gunning should be fun. You know, I was thinking about this. If we have, uh, I don't know how many more games we have left in this group. I guess you play everybody once in your group. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. So the Pacers still have a couple games. If the Sixers are favored tonight and the Pacers are dogs tonight, we, let's just go with every team, forget about the spread, but wins as a favorite. So mm-hmm. Sixers would be 3-1 and one in the group. And the Pacers would be two and one in the group. What would the Hawks be at that point? The Hawks would be two and one in the group, right? Right. But the Pacers, I guess they have the Pacers beat the Sixers. That was their one loss in the group. But the Pacers still have to play more games than the Sixers. Sixers at plus three eighty to win the group. What do you think about that? All it takes is one more loss from like, the, from the Pacers. I like that a lot. Because if the Pacers lose tonight's game. Right, we're saying yeah. we're giving the Pacers a loss tonight against the Hawks because they're underdogs in Atlanta. All it takes then is just one more group stage loss, which could be Friday, uh, Friday against the Pistons. Is that? I mean, that's probably the only. That's the only other game that they have, right? Uh, Friday against the Pistons, and then yeah, that's their last group stage game. So they'll be favored in that game, you would imagine. Yeah, right? over the Pistons. Pistons, have, I think they lost ten straight. Yeah. So. If the, if the Pacers win against the Pistons, do they automatically win the group no matter what else happens? Well, they have the head-to-head over the over the Sixers. All right, so the Hawks would have to catch them. Yeah. All right, that's 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 concerning. I, w- I wish their if, if their game wasn't Detroit, but I mean, just power rating wise, these teams are not very close in my opinion. I have the Sixers four points better than an average team. I have Pacers worse than an average team. So like, 
Yeah, no, that's going to be it for the, uh, the Sixers. Are definitely the best teams. They, they should they should win the rest of the games. So yeah, that's interesting. Just looking at the group stage odds, though. Portland is plus thirteen at Phoenix. Total of two twenty four and a half. Mac. I really like what I've seen from the Suns' offense. I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have been dovetailing uh, pretty well together. Um, yeah, so I, I would I would look to fade Portland here, um, but you know, thirteen and a half is probably the right number. So. And I, let me give you my half handicap here on uh, Lakers Jazz. You've been red hot. What are you six and one? I think something like that. Let's yeah, I'm doing all right. No, I think I, I lost my second game. I lost my second NBA game over the week because I didn't ask you. Okay, about let me one. let me rephrase I'm so it. So mad. On games that you've run by me, what's your NBA record this year? I'm seven and two on the season, and one of my losers was a game that I I didn't talk to Mac over the weekend, and it was a nine game card. It was the only side I bet. And he the bet the opposite, opposite side. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. And I, like, honestly, I was I was watching the game and I was feeling good about my, uh, where I was. And then uh, down the stretch, they faded. But it was the, I bet the Mavericks instead of uh, over the Bucks. And part of, the only reason I bet the game is because I saw beforehand that Giannis was doubtful to play or questionable to play even. And I was like, well, if, even if he's questionable, that means he'll be limited on minutes. And of course he dominated. So it was very frustrating. That said. Yeah, you got a winner for us. Uh, I I think you tell me if I'm wrong. There's been no Walker Kessler for Utah. This feels like a game where Anthony Davis is just going to have his way inside. I, I I lean to Anthony Davis and and LeBron James just getting a bunch of points at the basket yeah. uh, against this 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 Jazz team that's without their rim protector. Uh, so I I lean to the Lakers minus seven and a half here. What do you think? A very sharp handicapper that I happen to know is on the Jazz plus eight. <sighs> that, that would be Sleepy J. Okay. That said, I'm not necessarily – I'm kind of on the fence. On the one hand, uh, the matchup talk, stuff you're talking about makes perfect sense. I think Anthony Davis is especially good against a team like the Jazz that's going to not be able to score inside at all. On the other hand, they have the Mavericks the day after. So I think the question is, does the in-season tournament matter enough where the Lakers really care about this game and want to kill the Jazz and, and make sure they're in the best position? Or are they worried more about the Mavericks the next game, you know, with Kyrie coming to town and, you know, that just being a game? So I think uh, – I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the sidelines for this one. I I can't I can't recommend the Lakers, um, but I'm gonna be watching and seeing how how seriously these teams take this game. Because right, you, this well, is what well, you were saying was a litmus test. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, how about this? If the Lakers win and cover tonight, do we fade them tomorrow? I think so. If they both play big minutes, LeBron and AD, I think yeah. that, I think that does make a lot of sense. Although the NBA is off on Thanksgiving, so. Right, right. So there's there's different kinds of fatigue, but like you can't just like will yourself not to have played 40 minutes the night before, yeah, I know. especially Even when you're in your 40s. I think, I think, yeah. I think, <laughs> Literally. Well, I think we could have a load management situation. I mean, we've seen it already yeah. with this in-season tournament that the players are playing in these in-season tournament games, and then they're not playing the Wednesday after. You yeah. know? They're not yeah. playing the Saturday the Saturday after. Well, maybe they'll So that's a good Saturday. point. No, it's, it's yeah. a great point. So if you do like the Mavericks in the matchup, you got to wait. You got to wait for the injury reports. You got to wait just to make yep. sure that – one of the one of the guys isn't resting or both. Or and the Lakers are undefeated so far in the in-season tournament. And right now, their odds to win the in-season tournament are the third favorite behind the Celtics and the Bucks at plus 600. This just feels like something the Lakers would win. It kind of right? does, right? Like LeBron James and the Lakers win the NBA's first ever bubble championship. They win their <laughs> first ever in-season tournament. You know, things that don't matter. So that, that <laughs> The strike shortens. Yeah, it just kind of feels that way for, for LeBron and the Lakers. <laughs> 
Yesterday was a big day in college basketball and it leads to a big day today. The Maui Invitational going in full force right now. Let's start with the winner's side of things. Tennessee is going to be against Purdue. Uh, you can get that number at Purdue minus three right now. Tennessee started slow against Syracuse and then took over that game. And I said yesterday, there's, you know, there's six good teams and then there's Syracuse and Chaminade. Syracuse ended up looking like what I thought they'd look like uh, by the end of that thing. Purdue, on the other hand, started out slow as well against Gonzaga. And Gonzaga, oh, for all from three-point land in the second half. When's the last time you saw Gonzaga uh, not hit a three-pointer in 20 minutes of basketball? Well, it was yesterday uh, against Purdue. Purdue comes back and wins handily uh, despite being down at halftime. They win by double digits. How do you feel about Gonzaga this year? You're usually a fan of them, right? I usually am. This is this this roster is uh, – there's a lot of turnover, a lot of changes. And – you know, losing Drew Timmy, who's been like kind of the core of that team for so long, is a big deal. They lost probably their four most consistent offensive guys yeah. are gone now, and they they brought in guys through the portal. Uh, Graham Ek is really are good. they a one and done right. team essentially right now? Uh no, I think they're like probably the tenth or twelfth best team in the country. No, I mean, are they a one and done team? As in, uh, they bring oh, in a like lot the of guys. Ta- the ta- yeah. No, they're they're not. That's the thing. They, like they, they still develop. Yeah, and most of the guys that they've had have stayed at least for a little. Like Julian Strother yeah. stayed for a lot longer than I would have expected him to. Uh, you know, Chet Holmgren's been nice up there. Kind of the he's been the 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 one and done type, obviously. But yeah, yeah I don't know that there is one on this roster this year. So, uh, but they play Syracuse tomorrow. They are twelve point favorites against Syracuse. That's a lot of points, and I'm not a big Syracuse fan. But twelve feels like a lot after you had to. After you had to deal with Zach Eady all day yesterday, and Mark Few was talking after the game about how exhausted his players were trying to check Zach Eady, and when you, Zach Eady is literally like a Yao Ming type player, he's a giant, giant man, mm-hmm. and you can't play hack a shack with him because he can shoot free throws. He's a real problem, especially for college age kids. And he was saying that everybody who's well, he's forty five, so he, he he, everybody who's trying to defend this guy, like they're exhausted at the end of the game. There's just it's so physically draining to try and hold that dude down. So I worry that Gonzaga is is tired, and I, I lean to Syracuse catching twelve points here. The other winners bracket game though, Kansas and Marquette, a really good game. Uh, Marquette came from way back against UCLA to get a win. Kansas had Chaminade in their first game, so they got a little bit of a free square. Uh, but I love Marquette. I don't love them in this spot. They don't really have anyone to uh, to stop Hunter Dickinson, and to me, that's the handicap. When you, when you are looking at Kansas games this year, do you have anyone who can stop Hunter Dickinson? For Marquette, it feels like the answer is no. Elsewhere in the top 25, Colorado minus 4.5 hosting Florida State. Florida State's just not what they've been the last few years. This is not a very good team. Yeah, and James Madison, minus 5.5 at Southern Illinois. And Duke, minus 26.5, hosting 4-0 and LaSalle. That's a big number. I'd lean to LaSalle here. LaSalle's not good. They're probably the worst team in the Atlantic 10 when it's all said and done. 26.5 points, though. I, I, I might take a stab on LaSalle. If you'd like to purchase a best bet from pregame.com, you can take $15 off that purchase using our promo code PICK15. PICK15 gets you $15 off a pick at pregame.com. Really, it's $15 off anything you'd like. But just go to the website, use the promo code PICK15, and take $15 off. 
your purchase. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Zetzberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.